Right. All right. Cool. Have we got any? Have we got any preamble recorded yet? Or uh, I, fucking. I don't know. Yeah, there was a whole that shit about me saying something about swipe of the fox, isn't it? Or this could be the preamble. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Slapdog Podcast. My name is Lucas Shin. With me, as always, on my left-hand side... Sully Iqbal, a.k.a. Mr. Yankee No Brim. I love that so much. And on, on my right-hand side... Is uh, George Gessie, a.k.a. By the way, guys, I can hear now. That's, that's the whole title. That's the title. Hashtag era. <laughs> George. <Yankee> no brim. <laughs> you can find us anywhere good podcasts are and Radio Haver every week on a Tuesday, 6 p.m. England time. GMT, mate. Or, or BST. BST. Whatever yeah. they're feeling like that week, really. George, yeah. ear update. How is it? Okay. So uh, I'll keep this brief because we've got a big thing coming up. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the lowdown. So, last time we spoke, I could only hear out of my left ear. By the end of the weekend, I could only um, I couldn't hear out of any ear. Oh, so they were both that's, blocked. So that's like, less than one ear. This is bullshit. So what happened was, um, I was like, okay, I'm gonna ring one 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 just to see what's gonna happen. Like they might just advise me to stay. Um, you know, stay at home, stay like using like ear stuff, like oil and that. But I called them and told, gave them the lowdown, and the guy was like, "Okay, uh, I'm gonna advise you to go to urgent care, so you're gonna have to see somebody within 24 hours." And I was like, "Oh my god, what?" So I went to the hospital. Oh, this sounds so dumb because it's just for ears, because all, all the GPs are shut, right? Because yeah, coronavirus. Yeah. So. Uh, went to the doctor. The doctor looked in my ears was like, yep, can't see your eardrum. That's fucked up, boy. And I was like, damn, where's my eardrum gone? This is shit. <laughs> uh, he's, he said, because uh, we could offer syringing, but because it's deemed a non-essential service, uh, we can't offer that to you now because they're only doing essential services because of the coronavirus. Yeah. I was like, okay, whatever. Went home, started putting more things in my ears, like drops and stuff. Fish. And I was like, I was like, this bone. is the worst thing ever. <clears throat> but long story short, again, I ended up calling this woman and she came to my house and she sucked the wax out of my ears. <laughs> Wait, she used the machine, correct? No, just a straw no, she and put, she just she put her whole it. mouth on my ear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, obviously. It was gross. No, she she God had like a damn. tiny little Henry Hoover vacuum. <laughs> put it in my ear. I used that joke last week as well. And it made me laugh. Uh, put funny. it in my ear and sucked everything out. And I'll tell you what, guys. It felt like Velcro on my eardrums. Mm. It felt like she was pulling the wax off. And I was like, oh my God, this is so... Like, it didn't hurt or anything. It was just a bit uncomfortable, I guess. Because it's never happened sense. before. And yeah, so now I can hear in both ears. Yeah. And I feel good about it. I feel you're less. You're less like Beethoven now. Yeah, you're a happy yeah. boy this week. No longer Vincent Van Gogh. I'm more like Vincent Van No. Oh shit! 
Let's let's Bust Vincent pun. Van Gogh get it. Uh, eh. Let's let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let, okay. Is that moving on? <laughs> Thank right, you. I'm going to pass you over to to Sully because Sully's got a special announcement. Okay. So, yeah. What, uh, this week we're kicking off the inaugural and probably the only because it's to determine the best movie ever, the Slapduck Best Movie Award, the winner of which. I will send a nice email to someone to see if we can send them an award. <laughs> we'll send them a sticker pack or something. Or something. <laughs> um, so, essentially, our criteria was very simple. What is the best movie ever made? Easy. <laughs> we, that was like a, a simple discussion, right? We, we each came to the plate with um, four films. It's going to be a single elimination tournament. So the move, the movies have been randomly paired off together, and they'll be duking it out to see who's the best. Um, interesting note: uh, we all decided to have one phone film in oh, our did we? pick, uh, and we uh. limited it to just one. Um, wow! Did yeah. we? Uh, I mean, like without deciding, without deciding, that. we did. I mean, personally, I did because I was going to put like three phone films, <laughs> but I'm like, okay, two of these are from like the 40s, so I'm going to stick to the one I bought forward. So let's quickly run through the four we each bought to the table. Okay. Uh, start. So I bought um, The Godfather, part one, uh, The Terminator, one, um, Psycho. The Alfred Hitchcock version, not the shitty shot for shot we make, mm. and Akira. Um, so that was my selection. Uh, George, what were the four films you brought to the table? Uh, my four films were Porco Rosso, uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, uh, Speed, mm-hmm. and The you... Matrix. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Keanu. You double Keanu'd that. You double Keanu'd that. I double Keanu. And Luca? Uh, I brought to the table Memento, The Ooh. Thing, John Carpenter's version, because it is fucking banging. You're fucking good. Pan's Labyrinth. Great uh, film, Space, And Seven. Seven. And <clears throat> interesting note on Seven <laughs> and Speed. The, the bus driver in Speed appears in Seven. As a library security guard, which is something I noticed whilst watching this film yesterday. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is a link I don't think anyone's ever made before. Nice. IMDb trivia oh, right man. here. <laughs> no, that oh we got we gotta add that to IMDb. Yeah, two spoken roles. <laughs> wow. All right. Okay. So uh, Sully, you're gonna you're gonna kick this off. What are the yeah. first two that we have to okay, debate? So we have I've randomly um put together the bracketing for this. Um, the first two movies facing off with one another are going to be Porco Rosso and The Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is fucking unfair, right? <laughs> <laughs> this was, these are all completely randomized. Okay. Um, and I know, and I, I did make this bracket like three times and every time was a different result. And obviously okay. the one I did was literally as we started recording the podcast. Yeah, okay. so it's nice and fresh. Um, so this is fresh. All right. All right. Um, I, gu- I guess I got to throw this out there. I literally watched Porcaroso last night. It was the only film on this that I had to watch for this. And I, oh, I kind of left it to the last minute, but. I had to watch six. 
Yeah, uh, sorry five. about that, son. <laughs> I'm not gonna um, lie, guys. I, I I haven't watched Memento or The Godfather, and I know the whole audience is gonna be like, "Uh, what? You you ain't seen The Godfather?" And I'm like, "No, I haven't." So. Fucking I think I'm more sorry. angry that you didn't watch Memento, to be honest. Yeah, I know of Memento, though. <laughs> I kind of know the gist of it. Yeah. Okay. And I the know the gist long. of The Godfather as well. Yeah, yeah okay. It's long. <clears throat> Godfather's a three-hour movie. Yeah. Um, okay, let's 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 start with Pocahontas then. And like, yes. Yeah, what, what, are the, what are the goods and what are the bads of Pocahontas? Uh, George, as you put it forward, I'll let you take the stage at first. Because okay. uh, I, I have some things to say against it. After watching oh, it last shit. night, so I want to hear what fuck? I want to hear why it's good. That's all I'm saying. Maybe Luca's what a do fan. you mean? Luca <laughs> You'll be... see, buddy. Wait, actually, Luca, this is gonna be uh, uh, interesting because you're kind of Italian, and these are both semi-Italian. Well, one of them's Italian. Girl. One, one, <laughs> one of, of them is Italian, Italian. One of them has a bunch of Italian <laughs> shit in it. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. very nicely animated spaghetti. Right. What are the good parts of Porco Rosso? Um, it's it's very easy to watch. It's a very easy watching film. Yeah, it is. Um, it's beautiful. It looks amazing. It's animated incredibly well. Um, what mm. else? Music. The music is fantastic in that film. I'm a mm. massive fan of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else is good? This this feels strange. <laughs> like yeah, this is your film. I thought you'd I, like I, have I something mean, for it. I mean, uh, it's I. I you, definitely back up that fact that it's a very easy watch. Like, yeah. I put it on one night and I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to sit and watch Borgo And it time flew. Yeah, it, it's it. the sort of movie that just, it does smoothly go by. There's never anything, there's never anything for me that like hits dramatically. It's just, it's a very easy flowing film. Yes. And for me, that's both a good and a bad, personally. I, I can see that. It's like that. it's the sort of movie that I was watching it, and I never kind of felt that any character was ever in danger. Even when they were saying like to Poco, "Oh, here's the secret Italian police, and they're they're right behind you," and I was kind of like, I, I, "I'm really not worried about this because he ha- he's not worried about it." Like the character mm. himself is just kind of sauntering through life with not really a care in the world. Yeah, and it kind of made me care a little less about anything in the world like i really like mm. the characters and i think yeah it is beautifully animated there were some moments in it that i was literally like fuck that whole like that there's a section where they're revving up the engine of the the new yeah. plane in the um yeah. in the shed and the shed starts collapsing and it's absolutely stunning or when his his first plane kind of gets shot down by the yeah. american where that engine like, gets torn apart and it's like the animation mm. in this is just top notch you cannot falter it there where yeah, it can falter is kind of how it hasn't aged the best when it comes to its representation of women. I mean, mm, I mean, yeah, the, 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 I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean. And this was like, when was Pocahontas done? The 90s, maybe? I mean, Godfather's oh, representation of women fuck. is also. Right, hang on. It, shitty, it just, but, it, but yeah. it is historically accurate. Yeah, and I, time, I guess so. Pocahontas was kind of historically accurate as well. But like, there's a whole section, and it's it's not like it tries to shy away from it. It's kind of like, Oh, you're gonna get a, a woman to build my ship. Oh, you're gonna get women yeah. to design my yeah. ship. You can't 92. do this. You're a woman. Nice too. Okay. Yeah. But I think that's also. But also, that film does something about empowering women as well, because Porco yeah. as a character is like, I don't want a woman building my plane, and then a woman builds some sick plane. Yeah. Yeah. 
So and like, like all the all the people who help build the plane yeah, too are, are all like the townsfolk women, which is I yeah. thought it was my favorite part of the film. Yeah, like, same. So sick, man. <laughs> but like, what, there's one thing that I really did like, and it's kind of so you have uh, the woman that runs the bar that's like in love with Porco. Yeah. Uh, when the American kind of proposes to her, she's kind of like, uh, "Here, uh, us over here, we have a very different view on love than you Americans. Yeah. You Americans fall in love way too quickly. Where for us, it's more than just." A switch. And it's kind of like ah, yeah. that was a really interesting thing because like you see this American falling in love with any woman he sees. Like yeah. the yeah. moment he sees the girl that like, does the plane, she's kind of like, "Will you marry me?" And she's kind of like, "The fuck is wrong with you?" I am Which, seventeen. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I really like that. So yeah, right? She's seventeen. Jesus Christ! But again, culturally in Japan, that's like she's grown up. Yeah, she's sure. fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Opinion. Which yeah, oh, it, it, that does feel a bit gross. And also yeah. like when he's there getting his thing. Getting his uh, plane built, uh, he does mm. mention that like he's a womanizer, and they mention it a few times before that Porco is kind of like that. But the mm. old man is constantly going like, "That's my niece, don't hook up with her." And he's kind of like, "Jesus <laughs> Christ, old man!" And the old man just doesn't let up. Every time she walks by and like smiles, is like, "Don't fuck my niece," basically. You're like, "Come on, man." Porco's like, "I just want my plane." <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, "I'm don't a pig, but I'm not that niece. much of a pig." Yeah, although potentially he gets depigged at the end. I like that. I that's something I liked. There's that yeah, little, little hint of mystery. It's like, oh, is he a pig? Is he not a pig? Yeah, I like that ambiguity at the end, where it's kind of like, I want to see your face, but you never actually see it. Even when like after the credits, you have the plane fly by, it yeah. never shows Porco. Like, I guess I I'm assuming that he's still the same, and maybe he's kind of like welling up or something because mm. they make that point of where she goes, oh, if I kiss you, maybe that'll work, and he's kind of like, this this isn't that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Um. So, so I. Personally, I hope he's still a pig, but I guess that's just up to however you feel about the movie. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, in contrast, The mm. Godfather, um, also a very Italian film. Very Italian. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, these are the two most Italian films on um, here. So I'm I'll, be, I'll be honest. It was a toss up between this and another Coppola film. Um, I was probably, I was thinking of putting. Um, What's the uh, par- Paradise? No, Paradise Lost. Yeah, Paradise Lost. Sure. Uh, the the one that's based off Heart of Darkness. I'm pretty sure it's Paradise Lost. Look, I want to double check that one because I think it might be something else. But I like, continue. Go for it. Legit, like just no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> um, but any, anyway, we went with the Godfather. Um, Apocalypse I, Now. Apocalypse Now. That's it. Sorry. Um, that the godfather is obviously i've not seen godfather part two which everyone says is a better film um sort of like uh, for me it's it's a very different film it's like a backstory and a sequel at the same time yeah Um, and and i feel like you you might need godfather one to appreciate godfather two oh fully yeah which i I think if you just jump in godfather one is on my list yeah, I think um, if you just jump into two, it's, you'll be kind of lost. You need Godfather 1. Yeah. It is like a follow one to it. Yeah. Like, so, um, I mean, it's definitely not an easy watch like Porco Rosso is, which is, again, a good thing and a bad thing. The bad thing is Porco Rosso, like, I can put that on whenever I want to. Whereas Godfather is the kind of film where I have to be in the mood to watch The Godfather. Or yeah. it's like, I can't. I can't get through a three-hour movie about mafiosos. <laughs> I, um, I fully agree with that. Yeah. Mm. So that that's that's one thing about the Godfather. I mean, it is 
fantastically acted. Even Marlon Brando was good in that film, and I am not a Marlon Brando fan. Fair. No, um, I, I feel like with that movie, everyone's fantastic uh, acting-wise. I think it's really well directed. It does some interesting things from a sound design and audio perspective, especially the, I think the scene that always like stands out to a lot of people is the one in the restaurant where he goes yes. into the back to get the gun. And yeah. you hear like the trains going by and as the tension and his kind of anxiety yeah. rises, the, the trains, <clears throat> the, sorry, the, um, the train track sounds of like that squealing yeah. gets louder and louder and louder until he just fires the gun and then it kind of like yeah. quells down because the anxiety's kind of reached a boiling point. It's a really nice way of kind of portraying that without kind of yeah. doing anything crazy. Uh, and I think, okay, I'm, I don't want to get straight to voting yet, but for me personally, the thing that kind of sets it above Porco Rosso. This is fucking bullshit. In my, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dip. I <laughs> For me, is the story of the main character. Porco Rosso does Porco changes. Um, he becomes sort of less reclusive and still kind of warm-hearted, but. With the Godfather in the span of three hours and not giving the character the full screen time, mm. Michael's character has a full 180. Yeah. And it's believable. Yeah, his journey in this movie is which is fantastic. kind of the thing where I'm like, the God everyone thinks the Godfather is a movie about Marlon Brando's character. Mm. Marlon Brando's character is like a side piece, as Very he should have been so. in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! These are some fighting words. It's fine. He can't fight me. <laughs> Fair enough. Wow. I'm I'm very confused. Um, uh, but yeah, the Michael's character is just uh, he just changes completely. But also the 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 scene where he essentially does Order sixty six. Yeah. <laughs> of all the other mafiosi uh, dons yeah. even um it's like okay this that that's what set this film as like a masterpiece to me fair wow. so i i i feel like there there is one point i want to make and it feels like we're shitting on Paul Caruso and we're really not cuz i think it is I mean, a really really good film bullshit but i and george is going to get annoyed <laughs> with this cuz we've discussed this way before so i watched it uh, as the the english dub Oh, why are you watching the? What English? are okay. you doing? Listen, I watched it in Japanese. Okay, so like, I I also think my point point stand. Yeah. Cool. So all I'm saying is, from the English dub perspective, they got a very good cast. It was badly directed when it came to the English voice, and I, I, most of them were fine. But the who was it? Oh, all right, Batman. What's his name? Uh, old school Batman, Birdman. Oh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was Porco in this. In the really, English yes, really, and and that man <laughs> had less emotion in his voice than when um, Kiefer Sutherland took over as Solid Snake in Metal Gear Solid Five. That's how dull he sounded. Everyone else sounded really good, but Michael Keaton sounded like he was still half asleep when he was doing it, which for me kind of let it down. He probably I, was. Yeah, and and I know I was watching the English dub, so really and truly that shouldn't factor into it. But I just feel like that needed to be said. Because I've, I've watched some other Ghibli films and I've watched the English dubs and they've been fantastic. 
So just on this one, it did let it down, in my opinion. A little. I don't know about how I don't know about how much weight your vote carries <laughs> in this one. Uh, but I mean, I mean, oh I, I mean, I feel like if again, George was here, he would slap me right now. I like, oh I did like. <laughs> listen, I I I like Porco so It's definitely up there with one of my favorite Ghibli films. Yeah. So I I can't. I'm not coming into the saying because obviously Godfather was my pick, but. I mean, mm. Porco Rosso. I think I, I think I'm a victim, right? I'm a victim of the randomizer <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, because I if it was against any of the other films, I think it would probably had a bit of a fighting yeah. chance. Bit of a fighting chance yeah. because it's I, against like, one of literally one of the best films ever made. <laughs> made. Yeah, like, like in honestly, history. If this yeah. was like Porco Rosso, like if this was Porco Rosso against Akira, this would be a big debate. Yeah. I mean, maybe I not even then. Maybe not yes. even then, actually. If, I, if, like, if, really it Porco, if it was Porco Rosso against like the thing, it it would no. be closer. Or even Psycho, I yeah, this, this would be even closer. Right. Yeah. So but, I feel like I, I think it got Godfather. It got Godfather, <laughs> which is a, which is a rough poll on the best of days. So, okay. So Sorry, I think George. It, I think we're I think gonna. We're going I think it's, I think it's time for us to vote. Godfather. Um. That's well, my I was gonna say hands up. But okay. Well, no one can see the hands up, so we got. Well, say we our votes. no, but we can see it, can't we? Just say. It. But okay. I, I'm going for the Godfather. Sully, yours is. Mine's Godfather as well. George, yours is. George. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out of the race. You voted uh, Porco Rosso, yeah? Yeah. I mean, the votes. Might well, okay. Come... I haven't seen Godfather. That's okay. that's True. a that's a big True. thing too. <clears throat> yeah. So, for my limited knowledge, yeah. it's Porco Rosso. Okay, sure. It's close and dear to my yeah. heart, and I like it a lot. Mm. So, fair enough. So fuck, and, fuck you guys. And, and I, I, I will put it out there. Every single film on this list are amazing films and are definitely worth a watch. So if you're listening to this thinking yeah. after this, oh, should I bother with Porco Rosso? Fuck yeah, you should. It's a really good film. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, watch, it with, watch the Japanese one because Michael Keaton. Join us this Jesus. time next year for the second year. Oh, <laughs> best film ever. Um, <laughs> see if Paul so, Caruso wins that one. <laughs> <laughs> we have to make a rule to see if these movies can be in that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll okay. just like do like an animated movie award and it will get yeah. further. That so, I'm happy with. I'm yeah. happy with that. So the next round might. <clears throat> this, this is going to be a difficult one. Yeah. Because George should have think... watched Memento. Yes. And I might be a tiebreaker here. Yeah. So it's going to be Into the Spider-Verse, mm. uh, oh. the, the Spider-Man animated film against yes. Academy Award winning Spider-Man animated film. Fantastic film. Against Memento, uh, which I assume won awards. I, I, mean, I don't know if it won awards or not. I, I don't know, man. But it's it feel like it should have. Christopher Nolan movie based on a short film, a short story by his brother. It's good, man. It's um, um, I, okay. I think his brother Jonathan Jonathan Nolan I assume is his brother Jonathan Nolan is his brother yeah Jonathan yeah. Nolan uh, just don't without that he's currently the showrunner on Westworld oh damn oh. well I, mean, yeah. I haven't watched that or no, Memento I'm doing really <laughs> well guys I'm doing so I know Jordan well. it's 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 sad that the first two the first two ones were the two films you haven't seen mm. yeah sorry yeah all right My but bad. you've seen all the rest so okay okay yeah. uh, I think George do you want to start with Tane why Into the Spider-Verse is as good as it bloody is because it's bloody good oh fucking hell there is so much about this film which makes it amazing down from uh, storyline characters even the engineering behind how it was made yeah the engineering um, is like a massive part of this like for me. sound design for one Luca I think you can really appreciate the sound in this sound design is good I think it didn't stand out, but it is very good. 
But I mean, how it's like layered, like yeah, with oh, people's definitely, themes yeah. and all these like all mm. these things. Um, yeah. The main thing, like the main thing that jumped out to me as just showing the detail and care in the film is the fact that as, like throughout the film, Miles Morales is uh, animated on twos, on twos, yeah, and uh, Peter B. Parker is animated on ones. So his movement is very smooth and perfect, and like how Spider Man should look. And because Miles Morales is just learning how to become this new person, mm. he starts off slow and difficult. So they animated him differently. Yeah, like, which is incredible. It's such a really attention lovely bit of detail. to detail is madness. Yeah, like that and the relationship Miles has with his father after the whole uh, Uncle Aaron thing. Like, I'm mm. trying not to spoil stuff, yeah. but like, just a spoil away. Yeah, I think, I think if you're listening fine. to this yeah, and okay, a movie comes like, up, we are going to spoil years it. Old. All right, when Uncle Aaron is revealed to be the the prowler, which is like the person that Miles looks up to, and he's like, "Oh my fucking god, what? Now I have yeah. to." like who have I been looking up to like all this sort of stuff and then only for him to die and then like what the and then he realizes that his father is just as important and now his father probably hates him because he thought he may have mate it's just layered to shit it's so good it's Mm. so there is a a hell of a lot of emotion in that film and comedy is amazing in that film the action is insane the animation is perfect the you know detail behind how it was made oh mate I, I, it what? shits on Memento. Fuck Memento. <laughs> well, I haven't even started on Memento yet, mate. So, so this is gonna be yeah. a, this is gonna be a rough one. No, sorry, I, I just, what, I just a few things that I do want to say in, for Into the Spider Verse, and I know this is George's pick. It's going against my pick, but it is a fantastic film. Is there's um so what I did with the orchestration of this just to like make it really tied in. So he the um composer and I cannot remember his name. I'm really sorry. Uh, orchestrated the whole film. Then they hand it to a, a DJ. And they ran it through mixing desks. And as he watched the movie, he live mixed it. So the whole movie oh, is live mixed and scratched together. So you get this really kind of, or you have this mixture of like urban and orchestral and they mash together, which works so well for a Spider-Man movie about Miles Morales. Yeah, you have this cinematic score with this hip hop kind of movement through it. It's really, oh. really well done. Shit, I want to watch it again now. <laughs> oh, mate, it's like if I put it out there, I have this movie on like 4K UHD Blu ray. I love it so much. It's a fantastic it's, fucking it's film. nerd. Awesome film. <laughs> <laughs> but it is going against Memento, which is right. one of my favorite fucking films of can all I just, time. Can, just so I've got this right, is Memento the film that's backwards, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So the, right. I'm, I would try not to spoil Memento for too many people, partly because George hasn't seen Memento. And I want him to watch it with I as clear a vision as possible. But well, we spoil the, Godfather. So. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I feel like I really ruined this tournament so far by not no, watching this. Film. It's, I mean, it's, it's fine, George. It's, it's only fine. Two, it's so. only two movies. All right. Okay. If you were in my situation where you hadn't watched Harp, <laughs> yeah. then <laughs> yeah, okay. you had to watch like almost all of my movies. That I, I watched. No, I had to watch all of your movies. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. sorry. Well, no, actually, <clears> you're fucking welcome. That was a great week. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so yeah, Memento is a movie told in reverse. <laughs> yes. So the yeah. and it's essentially a, a movie told by scene in reverse. So it starts with like the final scene, and it plays like it's not when you say like told in reverse. It's not like the entire movie is backwards. It's like no. each scene is in the descending order. order. Yeah. Yeah. But backwards. Like yeah. Yeah. So like everything still runs first. normally. So yeah, the final scene happens, and you're like, okay, why did this person murder this person? This is kind of weird. And as the movie goes back, 
it's kind of, I guess I should say why. Uh, the main character in this movie has a short-term memory. So he can only remember yeah. things in what, like hour-long sections or whatever it is. Doesn't really yeah. explain it. Um, mm. So to keep these clues of, like, he remembers it that time and someone has murdered his wife and he's trying to figure out who has murdered his wife. Yeah. That is the whole idea of this movie. So as it's told, he only remembers in hour-long sections. And he either takes Polaroid pictures of people to remember their names and writes details about them on the back of it. So when he meets them, he flicks through and goes, okay, I have met this person. Do I trust this person? Do I not trust this person? What is information about this person? Hmm. The other part of this is he tattoos clues to who his wife's killer is that he's figured out over the years on his body. So he has a literal list on his body of like, Point one, the killer is XYZ. They have this color eyes. They have this kind of stature, this kind of thing. Right, okay. And as it's told in reverse, you're, what you are lead, led to believe about certain characters and what is he is led to believe about certain characters changes. And you figure out that kind of like the characters that are manipulate him. You see one scene and you're like, Jesus Christ, this is this very dramatic moment. This person is in distress. Yeah. And as it shows the scene before it, you see what led up to this kind of moment and whether it was correct, whether she is in distress or whether this person is manipulating the lead knowingly. Mm. And it's the sort of movie that is very hard to kind of talk about to any detail without spoiling it. And I know yes, we're trying yeah. not to spoil it. And I think every other movie on this list, because we've seen it, we are going to spoil, but this is not one because I feel like going into it, knowing as little as possible is worth it. Yeah, th- this is one which really benefits of not knowing anything anything about it. I mean, I watched it for the first time yesterday, so... Yeah, so tell us what you thought about it, Sully, because I guess you are the middle of this. <clears throat> um, well, okay, I'll, I'll start off with Mementos, what we just spoke about. Mm. I thought... Go on. All the way until the last 20 minutes of that film, mm. I thought it was immaculate. I think story. I think we all kind of see films slightly differently as well. Sure. I mean, for me, the only the most important thing for me is story, um, beyond anything else. Um, mm. As a writer, um, <laughs> yeah, the, I, I'm completely with you. Like in any medium, like even in video games, I, if the gameplay is shit but the story is good, I am more than happy to kind of be part of it. And I'm the same with movies. Like it doesn't need to look as good as possible, so long as the story that's there is incredible. We disagree on the video game thing. I know but, we do. Um, <laughs> uh, the I think I think there's at the the end of the film takes one or two too many leaps. Okay. In logic and or time, um, that for me personally took away from the film. Right. Beyond that, the story te- the 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 telling a story in reverse, and also factoring in the fact. You as the audience are seeing it as the um, character is as well. Yeah, um, like you know as much as the character knows at yeah. any one point. Like there is, there. I mean, there is dramatic irony, but you only get that as the film is going in reverse. Up until that point, you only know what the character knows. Yeah. So your thoughts on everyone switches continuously, yeah. which is which again was fantastic. Um. I mean, I made my point about the story jumping a little bit too much. I, sure. um, I mean, from a, uh, the way it looks perspective, it's nothing amazing except for the black and white scenes. Black like and white scenes are cool. Yeah. The intercutting between black and white and color is really 
it's like a fun and it's a good way to keep your audience engaged. Mm. Um, especially, I mean, it came out mm. in 94, I think. Or no, 2000. It came out in okay. 2000. I don't actually know. I'll look it up real quick. It came out in 2000. It was Speed that came out in 94. Right. Um, uh, so I, especially for now, that having that black and white probably really helps a modern audience. <clears throat> um, on the other hand, Into the Spider-Verse mm. is probably one of the most beautiful films i've ever watched yeah um and i saw it in cinema in a cinema screen where they forgot to fucking turn off some of the lights whoa wow. and, it's, really? and it still looked amazing yeah that, i mean that um, so i dragged a bunch of friends to see into spider-verse without telling it's just saying it's the new spider-man movie without telling them yeah. it was animated and we started and we went into it and then oh for fuck's sake is this animated i'm like yes but let's watch it anyway. So we did. And at the end of it, we all came out of it fucking loving it. And like, this is the sort of thing like, I, my parents are a bit the same where they like animated movies, but they don't go to the cinema to see animated movies, which kind of peeves me off. Man, see, yeah, I was going to say and, like. And it was the sort of thing that when I showed my parents this movie at home, they kind of looked at me and was like, shit, we should have seen this in the cinema. This is incredible. I'm like, yeah, fucking do it next time. Yeah, bro. Uh, and I think also from a story perspective, it is, it, Spider-Verse, Although it, it takes a classical, easy storytelling, which is you've got a character. Yeah, hero's uh, journey kind of. Thing. Yeah, a young character's yeah. hero's journey. He does the, oh no, he fails, but then he comes back. Mm. But surrounding that, all these other little pieces of the alternate dimension Spider-Man, his relationship sure. with his dad, his relationship with his fucking Gwen. With his Gwen. With Gwen. With his Gwen. <laughs> I mean, it's one of many Gwens. Mm. Um, it, that all sort of, it kind of makes this complete whole mm. just journey of life, which sure. again, might be something, it's something I really enjoy in films as well. So... Yeah, That's, I, I'm I'm in I'm in two minds between I think the, the only and Spider Verse. The only thing I, I I guess I'm saying for like again lost into Spider Verse, but there are certain things that were meant to do. Like its form of storytelling going in reverse. It's oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. It was done. It was like it was one of the very first times it's ever done, and it was pulled off so well. No one's tried to do it since, because it's sort yeah. of thing that like it was so perfectly executed that. Any person that tried to do it again would just be copying it and making it, doing a worse job of it. And I think what about the what about the end of Now You See Me Too? <laughs> <laughs> we we don't talk about that. That film garbage shits on every <laughs> film in this list. It's so bad. Now you see me God. too. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, for me, um, the story that Memento tells is an interesting one. Like it's it's on paper a relatively simple story of a man trying to look yeah. for. Like the kid of his wife, but the way the story is told and the twists and turns it takes in its yeah. approach to storytelling is something that is I've not seen in another movie before, and I've not seen another yeah. movie since. And that that for me is like the only thing that I would say that would be the only thing against it, Into the Spider Verse is it is a hero's origin story, and it's a really well told one, but it's a story that I feel like I've seen a bunch of times before, and that is like. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's it's a really good one. And the way they're telling the, the hero that they're telling it about is one that we haven't had before in cinema. Mm. But it is like that hero's journey. We've had a lot, especially recently, and leading up to it, like every single Marvel origin story that we've had in the MCU has been a hero's origin story for better or worse. 
And it just, mm. it feels just like another one of those. And that is the only thing for me that I'm like, I feel like Into the Spider-Verse 2, if they execute it as well as they executed this with a fresh story that isn't like the upcoming of a new hero, could be well up there. But I feel like that is the only thing that I could put yeah. against Into the Spider-Verse is it's, it's a, a story that we have had a lot recently. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm very, I'm torn. But I, th- I think we should be get voting on this. I th- yeah, we have, we have, we need to go faster. <laughs> we need to go faster. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I'm obviously gonna go for Into the Spider Verse. Spider Verse, because so, I haven't seen Memento, but I now I really want to fucking see Memento. <laughs> yeah, I feel like ne- like if you can watch it by <laughs> next week's episode, we can kind of do a little, action. yeah, recap, asterisks. Yeah. yeah, all right. Um, I might watch it tonight actually if I've got time. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, Sully, uh, what are you going for? Can I also just state, these are two very different films. These yeah, are very like, two different films. Like Memento, by the sounds of it, sounds quite dark, right? Pretty yes. dark, yeah. It yeah. sounds like it's got a dark brooding texture to it. There is, that is that the that's, link for my movie. That's very much your yeah. uh, theme, Luca. You like yeah. those kinds of films. Oh, yeah, dude. Luca just, um, Luca just likes being sad. Whoa! <laughs> <No>. I, <laughs> I, me personally, way. like when it comes to Porco Rosso and stuff and Spider-Verse, the, I quite like the look, like the style yeah. and yeah. how it, how that kind of plays off of things, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. big time. I, I think that, that's, the, that plays a big part for me. In, yeah. Yeah, I think if, in all the films I picked, well, maybe not, maybe not Speed. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, like, <laughs> definitely everything else. Yeah. That's kind uh, of what I base I'm, my likes on a film, you know, yeah. being an animator and a designer kind of thing. Of course, True. yeah. Just, um, just throwing that in the pot. Just saying. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to go with Memento. My whole life ended today. Um, I think that <laughs> I'm gonna fucking leave this. Place, uh, it would I make swear. it would be a really weird twist of events if I said into Spider Verse, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm going Memento. Sorry, George. I, Honestly, it, it was close. Uh, yeah, I feel like again, if Into Spider Verse was against a bunch you of other films here, after this one, right after this tournament. Yeah, we're doing a music tournament. Yeah, and yeah. I'm gonna okay. win. I'm okay. gonna okay. fucking I win mean, every single. I don't listen to music, so I'm just kind of gonna be there. <laughs> it would just, it just be me and George shouting at each other. No, this is better. No, this is better. <laughs> be like, and Sally going. I, li- I like when they did the singing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. okay. Next pairing is the, uh, the next, next pairing is the thing and Psycho. We also need to start going faster. Yeah. All right. Things. So these are two um, horror movies. These are two horror classics. I mean, so, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, Psycho, Psycho. I horror. guess Psycho's a thriller horror, and like at the time, it was a film that stirred up so much panic with a lot of people going. People, yeah. it was one of the. It was, I think, it was the first film to make it so you you had to come in at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, they wouldn't let yeah. people come in later where you, like, you could yeah, before. Like, that's true. Um, a little background for me, real quick, is. Uh, at GCSE level, um, one of the things that we did at our school was film studies. It wasn't a good course. I do not recommend it to anyone, especially at that school. And I don't think they did it after our group. But one of the things we studied was Psycho, specifically the shower scene. And yeah, it's a, it's a perfectly executed scene. And it's a very well executed movie overall. Um, that being said, I, in this pairing, my one is the thing that I put forward. So this will be interesting. Um Let's start with George, considering George is the the, the third party. Yeah, and you've the, seen both the, of these, right, George? Yeah, the thing, yeah, fucking takes it for me easily. Okay. My I mean, man. I know that I mean, I know that Psycho is like iconic and stuff. Like, yeah, it, yeah. it paved the way for a lot of like kind of a horror tropes, I guess. 
so like that you yeah. see nowadays. But for me, I think this just comes down to personal preference. Definitely. The, the thing hits that like that mystery, that sci-fi, mm -hmm. that like, oh, dude, the setting. The setting. Oh, so the, oh, the, the driving thing, the driving uh, overwhelming um, feeling that you get from the thing is yeah. paranoia. Mm -hmm. And it's it's that it's it plays on the idea of paranoia so perfectly. Like, I think one of the standout moments to me in this film is specifically the scene where they're testing the blood. So they they've all like they're yeah. not really yeah. sure who the thing is. So they've each got like a bunch of people tied up, and they're like, putting little drops of fire in the blood. They know that fire is something that th this thing reacts to. Okay. Mm -hmm. In every traditional movie that you see, you have this horror beat of three where you've got the first one and then you're all suspense. It's not him. You've got the second one. Oh, it's not him. And the third one. And then rah, it's the monster. You feel that going. And they still use that today in lots of horror movies. And it's readable as fuck. In this yeah. scene, the thing goes, nah. And it doesn't do that. And it goes, let's try this. One, fuck. And then it's the thing. And then everyone's losing their nut, including the people yeah. tied up. Uh, absolutely terrified and you get that sense of fear of like no one's safe there is no like the rules that you're used to in a horror movie even though this was like a movie in what, the <coughs> mid to late 70s i've thrown out the oh, 82. 82 oh yeah. shit i missed that one um wow well like did you just say 70s there. i thought it was like 70s nah, i'm picking psycho now, ah, psycho's <laughs> now yeah, man. But, 10 years earlier yeah <laughs> <laughs> paved the way for the thing bro <laughs> yeah it's like it's a movie that it throws expectations to the wind and it, upon rewatching and rewatching, you can dissect certain things and get little yeah. droplets of story. Like the very end scene where you have um, your, your main Kurt character. Russell. You got Kurt Russell and you got Keith David sitting there in the snow. Mm. And if you go back and you're really focused on that scene, Keith David is a thing. And it tells you that without ever telling you that. Where and they're like, there's, there's, there's ways that people have read into it. Like what they're drinking uh, isn't alcohol, it's gasoline. That's like yeah. one of the things that like uh, Kurt Russell was testing him to make sure that he's not the thing and he drinks it absolutely fine. And he's kind of like, shit, I know this. Another thing is you look at Kurt Russell and his breaths because they're outside in the cold. You can see them. Yeah. You don't see Keith David's breaths. And that's the thing for me is like so there is so sick. much attention to detail that John Carpenter puts yeah. into this movie. To it, it's, it's the sort of thing that like it's layered is layered on a specific thing where of like horror and paranoia. Ah, but there's so many layers to this horror and paranoia that is just so perfectly crafted. It is <clears throat> a movie that every time I go back to watching it, I notice little details. And I, yeah. I've seen this movie well over 10 times and I will see it 10 more times Jeez. and still found finding these little details. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to go vote for The Thing as well. Really? Yeah. I, I hate with all my heart horror films. <laughs> <laughs> Just beyond anything. Okay. Um. The I mean, Psycho again, fantastic film. It did pave the way for a lot of things. Hitchcock is a master of suspense. Really yeah. is. Yeah. That absolutely. scene where the police officer is following her. Well, it seems as if the police officer is following her. Yeah. Mm. Um. As she's driving, that's immaculate. Um. But oh, it is still a movie of its time. It's very slow paced. It's the acting isn't amazing. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah. The one, the one gripe I have with the thing, please, is the whole time I've been told and built the suspense that you never know what the monster is. Everyone's like, you never see the monster, and they say it at the, the very beginning, 
and straight away I see the fucking monster. I'm like, mm. like, like I could tell it was the dog. I knew it was the dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, at yeah. the beginning, I didn't need to see this gross out shit. Right. I think it's I. I guess you've been lied to a bit. It's like you've you've always <clears> seen the monster, but a lot of like the the hidden thing behind it is you're not entirely sure what the monster yeah, is. Ex- yeah, I think. And it, it, think it's that... an alien. Like both yeah. you figure it and you read into it and stuff. Yeah. It's an alien, and what they find earlier on is it's kind of crashed ship. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, and that the, my own, I, my gripe isn't even with the film itself. My gripe is with how people have described the film to me. Yeah, I'm if people have said to me, "You don't know what the monster is," compared to you never see the monster, mm. it would have been completely like a hundred percent. Yeah, that's. I think that's a bit yeah misleading. People are saying you from... see it, you see like yeah. what it does to mm. you know uh, the dogs and the yeah. the people in the actual dude. Um, yeah, in the Antarctic. I, so, like, when but, I was sorry, go on, yeah. I got a story. Oh, no, 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 carry on. Go so, on. when the first time I ever saw the thing, I was six years old. Mate, what are you oh, doing, did, mate? Did you watch that on accident? Wasn't it on telly? Yeah. And you, so I, said you walked in. So, um, we were down in Bournemouth. My parents were seeing their friends. I was sitting there watching the TV because the friends' kids were like one or two at the time, so they were in bed. I was sitting there watching the TV. My parents with their friends didn't realize how late it was. I'm watching this movie and it's like starts with this kind of dog running on a on a field of yeah. snow and people chasing it down. It's kind of like, oh, this is kind of cool. And I'm sitting here watching and watching. And then it hits the moment with the dogs in the cage. Oh, and my oh, little gross. six-year-old brain loses it. I scream so fucking loud. My parents and their friends turn around and immediately recognize the film because they've seen it before and go, Fucking hell, how is he watching the thing? My mom comes over, just hugs me, they turn it off, then no, 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 it's just a film, it's completely fake. And start like just wow. hugging me, and they're like, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay, we haven't scarred our kid, please say we haven't scarred our kid. And that's why Luke's broken inside. Yeah, yeah, and that's why every single film I put to this is a dark fucking movie, because I'm broken inside. <laughs> okay, but so I love the film. Wow. The thing wins 3 nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, up next. Oh, no. Oh, this okay, is. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Sally, don't give it away already. <laughs> Up next is Pan's Labyrinth versus Speed. Yes, Pan's Labyrinth um, is, if not my. Favorite. How much? How much time have we got left? Uh, enough, enough time. We got, we got about 15, 20 minutes. I feel, yeah, we okay. have enough time to all do right. all of them that we got. We can go. We can go long. There's okay. only there's after this. There's only two more. Yeah. Um, of the first round. Uh, can, can I start? Yes. Yeah, go. Please. Uh, because I mean, as I, I don't think I meant. As I mentioned, I watched five films of the past two days. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> okay, so Speed and Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, I'll go with. I'll start off with Speed because I watched that first. Um, I, at the very beginning, I was like, "This movie's going to be a bit trash." Oh, <laughs> just because I didn't like Keanu Reeves's character. Fair yeah, enough. Okay, yeah, to okay, begin yeah. with, and an I asshole. felt like, yeah, and I felt like Keanu wasn't acting too great. No, I mean it's like, Keanu in the. In it's the it's Keanu being yeah. Keanu. In the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think it it does it's really good with tension and building, oh, and it's it, yeah. it's an action movie, but it's an action movie that isn't relying on. I mean, action movies of the time mm. and preceding this, the eighties, um, they were just okay. Let's have an explosion now, gunfight now, yeah. explosion, go 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 go. Yep. yep. Um. This is an action movie that has tension to it. Um, it doesn't need to rely on the spectacular yeah. moments. I mean, the end it gets a bit like that. Yeah, but, like, I, but I, I think when I was watching but, it, I was okay with that by the end. 
because it felt yeah. like that level of tension was building to this crescendo, which was this kind of explosive yeah, exactly. ending. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I I think. Oh, shit, I had another one point. Um, <laughs> for again, for especially for an action movie, it was. It didn't follow too many actiony tropes, mm. um, but it was still great. Yeah. My one gripe with it is Keanu's character does the same thing to solve the ending as he does to solve one of the problems in the middle of the movie. Go on. Which is, in my best impression, <laughs> gotta go fast. <laughs> <laughs> so to go over the bump, to go over the freeway, he's like, of an incomplete freeway, he's like, okay, let's go faster. And then with the train with an incomplete track, he's like, okay, let's go faster. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that is the one thing I'm like, really? Like I loved the I loved the thing where it was like because I was watching it and uh I was like an hour and a half in, it's a two hour movie, and I'm like, but they've already resolved it. Mm. Like, why is there half an hour of just Keanu and probably Sandra Bullock banging, right? Yeah. If only. But then they've got then they've got that twist with um I don't remember the actor's name. Is it Dennis um, something? Dennis Is it is it Dennis Quaid? I will have a look. No, I'll, I'll I doubt check. it's Dennis Quaid. Oh, um speed post. But with that twist was like, okay, he was already one step ahead of them. Dennis Hopper, uh, I think. Ah, there you go. Dennis Hopper. Um oh. he was a step ahead of them and then it allows them to have this new tension of he's got Sandra Bullock, he's got her in the bomb vest. Um, I mean, again, it is an action movie, so you know, in the end, the guys, the action hero is going to win. But, but I'll give it to the movie. Uh, for up until the very end, I was like, "Oh, Sandra Bullock's going to have to die this film." Mm. So they they had me with that tension. Uh, quickly, uh, Pan's Labyrinth. <sighs> okay, this movie is just it's a Yeah, fuck yeah, it is. Sorry, this is one it, of my favorite movies ever made and anyone I've ever met this is like when we're talking about movies this is the first thing I ask is like, have you seen Pan's Labyrinth? because uh fucking go like, see it I'd, I'd seen parts of Pan's Labyrinth um, in film school but I never just sat and watched the whole movie mate mm. I, I've I've I spoke about this very briefly on my TikTok yeah um, the, there's something about this film and I think Spanish films in general that you, mm. we that aren't captured in Hollywood there is that it's a tension and a, just a feeling you get yeah. whilst watching it, which you can't. I I, I mean, it's Del Toro, mm. it's a fantastic um, director, and there's something he's got there where I you just can't. I mean, frankly, mm. on this on this list, I think Pan's Labyrinth is better than The Godfather. So do I personally uh, at the moment. Yeah, like I think straight. So like, it is. Um, I think I. I when we when you ask us put four movies down, I was like, all right, Pan's Labyrinth. What other films do I pick? Because it was yeah. like for me, it is that perfect a film. Yeah, um, yeah, just story acting. Um, I mean, it was scary, but it wasn't like it wasn't like I again. I hate gross things, but it was like I had this tension, and I was like, literally. I'm glad I was the only person at home because I was shouting at my screen. <laughs> yes. Like, Ophelia, what are you doing? Uh, I, so I'm, I'm just, I, I have to just talk about the scene. The scene with, and I'm about yeah. to hold up my boy, this motherfucker in it. 
oh shit now i know what that is yeah. so uh, for those yeah. of you that obviously can't see i'm holding up a funko pop of the pale man from pan's labyrinth mm. it's one of the only funko pop this i got this and i have the buffer the vampire slayer that sally bought me yeah and i love them they, I, they sit here with, with me editing they bang they bang all the time um that's that's gross. yeah so <laughs> that scene with the pale man there is not a single line of dialogue in the entire four and a half minute section I know this because oh, yeah. it was one of the first scenes I ever, after leaving university, took and redid the sound design for because I love it so much. Um, I don't know if I ever did it as good as the original one, but I was fresh out of uni and I did my best. So, so no. So no. Definitely <laughs> not. I mean, your Sorry. Slither one has a million views. That so. it does actually, which is fucking... What? Yeah, so... Yeah. I, what is this? I, I re- the, so the bathroom scene, um, tangent I guess, bathroom scene in the movie Slither, the James Gunn film, where, I um, love that film. Yeah, so you know the scene where she's in the bathroom listening to music and the, the, the worm kind of is in the yeah. bathtub. So I redid the sound design for that scene and on my YouTube channel it's got like well over a million views. Like it just one day... It, what is this, man? I yeah. don't know. Like I was at work one day and my phone just did not stop buzzing. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And like, I clicked on the link and it was just people watching yeah. it and commenting constantly. And, and he was like, he was like, Sully, this is your job. Yeah. Sully, what? what do I do with What's this? What's happening? Is this currently blown up? Do we do anything with <laughs> this? And then I was like, we put all the slapdust stuff on the end screen. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, no, this is killing our watch time. That's not too much anymore. <laughs> but no, I, I, it did really well, which I was fucking shocked about. But it was awesome. Wow. Going back to all Pan's right. Labyrinth. So yeah. that scene, yeah, four and a bit minutes of no dialogue. But the tension and yeah. the storytelling it does in that one scene using the set is incredible. So like, oh, she obviously goes down into it mm. and into like this, uh, I guess, cave cellar underneath the... The room it's kind of like World. she kind of draws like a portal but it's like a door it's a whole thing you have to watch the movie but she goes in and there's this massive table of food and she's been told do not touch this table of food and she's kind of like oh fair enough and at the end of it there's just this weird being sitting there just what looks like a corpse just dead stiff as anything and as it kind of pans around the camera you see this art at the top and it's pictures of him and these babies and from this art if you actually look at it and figure it out this is an eater of children, this thing sitting here. And it, it never explicitly tells you any of this, but you just... Look like my Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> fucking oh, hell, Sally. God. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, so this is kind of the devourer of children. It's an utter disgusting being. So she goes in, she unlocks this kind of thing. She gets the sword or this dagger. And it's all good. And these fairies that are guarding her, they're on the way out and then whoosh, she sees this food and she is absolutely starving. Her mum and like it's just during the Spanish Civil War, they don't have a lot of food. So she just takes little grape, yeah. munches it away. Nothing happens, or well, at least that she sees. It's all good. She continues munching and this monster just bursts away. His hands move. He grabs the eyes on the plate in front of him and puts them in his hand and just chases her down. And it is this kind of this sense of dread as he's kind of slowly coming back to life that she just doesn't notice and he's standing up and it's it's a sort of way of kind of causing tension for your audience that isn't explicit it's not the sort of thing like you should be scared because the character's scared it is i think it's you're be, scared you're scared be scared, be scared. Yeah. This character has no idea what's about to happen to her, and you are terrified. Yeah. I imagine this is the scene where you was like shouting at the screen suddenly, Fairy, yeah. you dumb bitch, yeah. run yeah, yeah, and then like. Yeah. Monster comes in, the fairies try to like save her. He devours those things by tearing the head off one of them, chases her down. And I think it's it's the character design or the monster design in this that is just so disgusting as it's it's so yeah. close to human that it's relatable, but 
not human enough that you're like, this is just mm. a person. And it's a lot of that throughout the movie. And the parallels that her story has yeah. to what's going on in the Spanish Civil War running at the same time. And her mm. stepfather, who isn't an actual monster, but in all sense of the word, is a monster, is a horrible person yeah. general in this kind of war. Yeah. It's, it has so many layers of storytelling to the movie. It's a dark fantasy and historical piece merged into one. And I could sit here for the entire hour talking about this movie because I love it so much. Yeah. And I won't. Hey, hey, Luca, did you watch the English dub? Fuck no. <laughs> oh, so what right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck, Luca? Yeah, with animated movies, I don't mind. With an actual live action movie, oh, hell no. Oh, you elitist bastard. Luca, yeah. what are your thoughts very quickly on Speed? I love Speed. I, I think Speed is both. a fantastic film. It's a fantastic action movie. And like you said, it's, it's an action movie that doesn't use action movie tropes. And I think it should be fully commended for that. It's a, it's a movie that I think everyone yeah. should watch because it is an absolutely fantastic film. But when it comes I, to this, I'm sorry. Can I make a, a quick suggestion for yes. the future? Yes, yeah. massively. I think that this tournament is... <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not bad. It's not <laughs> wrong either, right? I'm just saying... We it's, don't put George's... <laughs> it's, it, no, 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 no. Let me just, let me just finish. I think it's, it's a bit wrong to put, like... For example, Porco Rosso and The Godfather. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a bit wrong to put them together. Yeah. I think maybe we should have put Porco Rosso in a different animated film. Yeah, And then let's say Speed and another one of my picks is The Matrix. But Speed and The Matrix, they're both action films. Sure. Yeah. You know, but two like artish kind of because like comparing speed to Pan's Labyrinth <laughs> is like comparing like white bread to a fucking Swiss roll. Do you know what I mean? Okay. The, the only thing I will say is the the only we we're not we're not the um fucking Oscars because we don't care. Oh, I am because we don't care I, about what genre movie is. We're just saying these are the movies that we believe are the best movies ever. And I think maybe next time, if we ever do this again, we'll go a bit more genre specific see, so it's a bit easier. Now yeah. I feel bad because these four picks aren't like my favorite ever films in the world. Yeah. Yeah. This, that was the thing I said. It can't be, it, yeah, it yeah. doesn't, ha it shouldn't be your favorite film. It should be the films you think are the best. Like for, for me, oh. if they were my favorite films, Fuck. there'd be a few that I would change. Like I would have, okay. yeah. I would have flat out put, uh, there's a movie called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang that I think is one of the best comedy noir movies ever made no one's fucking yeah. seen it but i absolutely I, I i don't think any of my move, my four movies would be on this yeah list. Uh, i, okay. I would have put actually. sunshine on here which i know isn't the best movie ever made but it's one of my favorite movies ever made okay all right okay. yeah okay just checking so but yeah, yeah i think it's quite clear that we're all gonna say pan's labyrinth aren't we i'm sorry but yeah but do you agree with pan's labyrinth i mean it's fucking awesome isn't it it's a yeah. great film but yeah one thing i will say mm-hmm is that one scene in Speed, which shits on every scene ever made? Go on. Is when you've got the woman walking with her pram. Oh yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> the the woman's walking with her pram, and this bus is traveling at fifty five miles an hour or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, there's a fucking baby in that pram. Yeah, I'm like, they killed a baby in a movie. What? It's like, what the fuck? There's a baby in there, and then. I mean, to eliminate all tension from this, the, the bus crashes straight into the pram and loads of cans fly out because it's a homeless lady and stuff. But, but they're, they're, oh yeah. my God. When I watched that, I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Oh my God. No, it's, I was like, oh, hooked. Absolutely hooked. I, it's fantastic because it makes you feel like, oh my God, is this movie really going to go to that point where like in that split decision, you're making that decision of, 
all right, yeah. this whole bus for the people or a baby, what do you do? Yeah, and it, it's it, amazing. It forces you to make that decision and then they make that decision and their decision is a bus full of people. Yeah. And then thankfully, yeah. it's fine at the end. But at that point in time, you have this moral quandary of, in that split second moment, what decision would you as a person make? Yeah, that's oh, so good. No, it's a, but yeah. Pan's Labyrinth, though. Oh, yeah, let's have that as the winner. Fuck yeah. All right. <laughs> Christ. Also, additionally, Sandra Bullock is really good in that film. She's fantastic. She's amazing yeah. in that it's, film. It's like probably the best I've seen Sandra Bullock. Actually, no, Blindside. Yeah. Um, no, but she's a very good oh, actress wow. and she's fantastic in it. Uh, okay, I'm going to slightly change the order. I'm going to do Mate. Uh, instead of doing the one that's on top, I'm going to do Matrix and Terminator next. Okay. Matrix and Terminator. Um, See, this is a hard pick for me personally. I didn't choose any okay. of these ones. But he's fucking picked my films. Like, we just try to eradicate me <laughs> from the listen. Listen, no, no, George. No. Wait. I think you wait. might be safe right. in this one because I I, I like yeah. both of these movies a hell of a lot. But I think the Matrix is better than Terminator One, and I'll say why. Yes. Oh yeah. And I will say why. I think Terminator Two is a better Terminator film on, on every it level. It is. Yeah. But I I think yeah. Terminator Two you need to watch Terminator One. Yeah. I think for the most part, yeah, especially uh, some of the opening tension you wouldn't have yeah. if you didn't watch the first movie because you wouldn't know why these characters should be scared of what's happening. And that that was my justification for Terminator One over Two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. all right, I'm thinking that these are both fantastic movies. The Terminator. Is a, they're both very original science fiction movies told in very yeah. different ways. I think yeah. the Terminator stands with you, and it is for the most part a movie about this un, these people trying to survive this unstoppable force, and that is that's yeah. the whole movie. There's not a lot of story to it other than this thing is going to kill this boy for yes. a specific reason, mm. and they've just got to survive and try to outlast it. And this thing cannot yeah. be stopped anyway. Which way here in there? Great. Yeah. It's a it's a really good idea. And obviously it's won a lot of people over because the movies that have spawned it off, there's been some amazing ones. There's been some shitters. But Terminator 3, best movie ever made. I'm about to disown okay. you. I'm about to disown you. <laughs> so yeah, I the Terminator, it's it it's the sort of movie that you take someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger, which I'm gonna put out there, he's not a great actor. He's not. Sorry, what? Yep. Get to the chopper. What did you just exactly. say? He is not. Do you want to say that again? Uh, but okay. Have you not watched Twins? Sorry, one sec. <clears throat> Arnold Schwarzenegger is not a great actor. I can't believe I'm in the same room as you. We're not. We're, <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> We're in different fucking cities, George. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the sort of movie that like you take someone like him and he's not a great actor, but this is the role he was basically born to play, if any. He is perfect yeah. as this kind of thing because it calls yeah. to someone who is imposing, who is wooden because he's a robot, who, like, all of the downsides of him in a normal movie when it comes to acting are pluses for this role, pluses for this movie, pluses for this character. Mm. And I think it's absolutely perfect casting with this. I, I don't think anyone else could have played him as good as this. But you take yeah. something like The Matrix, which... Yeah. Makes you think so much about so many different things. Like at the time, it was very nineties. It's still very nineties in its music, in yeah. its set design, in its costume design, in all of those aspects. But you watch that movie today, and every single aspect of it holds up, and it holds up perfectly. Yeah. And I can't say oh, that about so the Terminator. Sick. Yeah, like the Terminator. There's the. I mean, it was fantastic for the time, but the the, the scene where he's kind of repairing himself. 
it's very oh, obvious yeah. when it's spitting from him to this kind of shitty model. Mm. And yes, it's very like 80s prosthetic kind of yeah. action yeah. renaissance. And thing. for the time, yeah. it was fantastic. But to this day, it doesn't really hold up. Like Terminator 2, it holds up perfectly today. And I think if it was Terminator 2 in this scenario, it would be a much harder decision for me personally. But yeah. out of these two, I have to go for The Matrix. I if Again, if it was the Terminator 1 versus Matrix <clears throat> 2, very different story. Yes, but, yeah. Oh, but mate, what about the, the guys with the dreads, bro? Yeah, the twins. Yeah, the twins. Like, those specifically can those fuck twins. <laughs> those twins. Those what about the guy that like arouses his wife by like talking? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that amazing scene. <laughs> but yeah. I, nah, the t- like the Matrix one, like yeah. it made me, like it's so fucking quotable and it made me want to like, do actual like jujitsu and like karate. Yeah, and cool. stuff. Everyone that watched it when it came out, I, I mean, me as a little like, kid, easily the best quote in the whole film, which I still utter today, and it's like a joke between me and my brother. I know Kung Fu. Is he's beginning to believe? <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> he's beginning to believe. It's yeah, so uh, good, man. Mm. I'll, I'll be honest. Terminator was my pick. Terminator was my, the weakest film I think on my list. And Matrix wins hands down yeah. in this. Like I, I, I guess for yes, for our lack of time, right. we can just say the Matrix wins. The Matrix wins. And I, I feel yeah. like we can discuss for lack of time. Yeah, I, for lack of time. Mate, in the next bracket, I mean, we I, can really discuss the Matrix. But at the moment, <laughs> the Matrix hands down wins this. Okay, and the final matchup of this round is Akira and Seven. Oh, this is hard, man. So obviously, uh, or, Seven's mine. Akira is okay. See, Sally's. what's difficult about this is that obviously being an animator, I mm, fucking yeah. love Akira to shreds. I think it's one of the greatest animated films I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but Seven. Oh yeah. Just so I'm clear, mm. Seven is Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, right? Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah. What's in the that box? Film is fucking ace. That film is amazing. So, ah, uh, oh, just the whole. Like halfway, is it like halfway through the film or towards the end? They were, they're like, oh, and by the way, Kevin Space is in the film. Yeah, and you're like, it's the last half, literally the last half hour. I was like, what? Like, and the the whole them not saying that he was in the film to begin with. Mm, yeah, it's like, whoa, oh, this is cool. Also, of course, Kevin Spacey plays a deranged murderer. Because he is in real life. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is sort of a movie. Hollywood are gonna hate us. Oh, he really has. <laughs> I, 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 this was my choice, and don't worry, I love Akira. I remember watching Akira. I was, I want to say, I was fourteen or no, no, fifteen or sixteen. I had a friend who was like a year or two older than me in school, and me and a couple of my mates went around his, and he kept going on and on about Akira to us. So we went around his. We had some not alcoholic drinks because we were young. Um, seven up, liar, mate. but we like, we were in his for like the afternoon, <laughs> had some drinks, sat down, watched this movie, and we're all just kind of like gobsmacked. This was, I want to say it was like the HD remake, but it wasn't like the Blu-ray redoing. It was like the one mm-hmm. in between. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it was that movie that before then I'd only really watched anime film, uh, anime TV shows, and it was kind of like cool. They were yeah. just like Saturday morning cartoons for me. They were never. Uh, I know I'm saying this right now. Sorry, Sally. <laughs> But yeah, they were just like Saturday morning cartoons to me. It was never like, oh, anime movies are anime movies. These things are incredible. No, yeah. And then I watched this movie and it was like, holy fucking shit. 
this was incredible. This kind of yeah. opened my eyes to the idea of like, no, anime is more than just like Yu-Gi-Oh and TV and Dragon Ball Z and stuff. There's, this is like a full perfect way of telling a story and a very interesting and adult story. Um, mm, yeah. So yeah, so I think, and Akira, yeah, it opened my eyes to that. Like Akira and then going away and then like a few months later watching the original Ghost in the Shell, those two movies kind of, all right, I was, I was in on yeah. anime. Like nowhere near as much as you guys were, but I'm very open to a lot of anime because of that movie and Ghost in the Shell. I love Scarlett Johansson. Oh. I knew you were going to say that. I could just see it in your eyes. <laughs> um, but seven. I mean, yeah. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Seven's whole detective mystery mm. character building is just... Oof. For me, the, de- the, the, the details in Seven, the... I, I, it's the sort of movie that it's not just about the way it tells its story. It's about like the set design. It's about the way those yeah. characters develop. Like you start out and these two characters, like one character hates the other one. The other one just wants to be done with everything. And it's the way that yeah. they kind of, their relationship is brought together because of the sick twisted shit that is going on. Yeah. I, it's a movie yeah. that I find very hard to find faults in. And there are probably faults out there in it. Um, but I've I I'm maybe biased in this one, but it is one of my favorite films because yeah. of that. It's it has that noir edge to it. The cinematography in it is stunning. It's a, it's yeah. a movie that like you listen to David Finch talking about it, and it's like I think this was one of the last films he did on actual film, and he talked about like the issues he had with this film developing it and like get along with the cinematographer because he wanted to see things then and there where you couldn't on the way that he was filming. Yeah. Yeah. None of those problems ever show up in that film. Like it may have had some trouble. He may have not been happy with kind of the way he was working, but that film, the yeah. accumulation of everything that's gone into it is perfect. And it's one of those movies that if you ever question, is Brad Pitt a good actor? Watch that film. Oh, fuck yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. Like don't get, especially the very end where he kind of breaks down. Like he, he's breaking down, but he's not breaking down in the sense where a bad actor would just be weeping yeah. and on the floor throwing a tantrum. He's like, I am a cop. I need to do this thing. But also, what the fuck? Yeah. Mm. It's this thing in his mind. You see that kind of duality inside of him, like the, yeah. the moral, like his moral side trying to like fight against the, this heavy emotion that he's suddenly kind of experiencing. Oh boy. Is that Kevin Spacey thing. just plays himself. Yeah. Kevin Spacey, <laughs> Kevin Spacey plays a fantastic <laughs> villain. So he's playing Kevin Spacey. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I ha- I, this is a very hard one to decide for me. There's two movies that I one that kind of changed the way I look at a whole genre of movies and another movie that since watching it for the first time, I stuck with me and I watch probably once a year. See, it's uh, like I can't I can't write off the experience that I had when I watched Akira. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think I'm likewise. I think I really enjoyed Seven. Um, it was great. It was a great detective film, but I, for me, and again, these are both. I mean, Seven I watched yesterday. Akira I watched for the first time about two months ago. Yeah, mm. it's weird because you, as an anime lover, hadn't actually watched Akira. Yeah. I, th- I think just the ex, like, for me, Akira left me essentially speechless. I was just it. Akira left me how Pan's Labyrinth left me. Which right. was I that I can't. There was no words for me to describe the experience I just went through. Okay. Mm. 
7 was a fantastic movie as well, but it just didn't have, for me, mm. it didn't have that. Uh, I mean, obviously you've justified for you as to why it has yeah. that mm. impact on you. So, I mean, for me, my vote is Akira. I feel like I'm going to have to vote for 7, not because it's the one that I chose. It's just the one that, it, it, it just yeah. edges it out. Like, again, the experience I had watching Akira changed by I saw anime. And it, I, yeah. I will never, like, honestly, for me, if this was like a top five or six list, Akira would have been on my list. Yeah, I, I honestly, I thought Akira was going to be one where we'd have to, one of us would have to yeah. change because it would pop up at least twice. Yeah, same. Potentially even on all of our lists. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm probably going to go with Akira as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, what a Lucas well. movie's got. I know. <laughs> yeah, three out of four. I'll take that. <laughs> Oh yeah, all right. What about one out of four? <laughs> I, oh no. Okay, so that is that is all two. of it. That is that is this. Yeah, that's that's first that's round. The first round. That is this week's. Next week we will kind of do the second part and kind of find our top three. Yeah, um, Sully, do you want to give us the rundown on which ones won? Okay. Oh fuck. Okay, so the what the the movies going through to the second round are as follows. The Godfather, Memento, mm. The Thing, Pan's Labyrinth, The Matrix, and Akira. That's Whoa. a fucking... That is a banging list of films. If you've not watched any of those films, firstly... How? Like how? Even if you don't watch movies. Yeah, those like, are... That's just something you probably watched. And two, sorry we spoiled them. <laughs> <laughs> and three, even if we have, just go and watch them yeah. because they are excellently crafted in every single way. Mm. Um, I mean, I, 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 every movie on this of, list was that. So, especially Speed. <laughs> especially Speed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cool, 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 cool. And Rain of Fire. Fuck you! I'm surprised yeah. one of you didn't pull that Fire. shit out your movie ass. of the year. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, for everyone listening that is still around, we're going to, on our social medias, uh, put up, I guess, these brackets. So feel free to jump on there and vote. We want to see if you guys yeah. think the exact same as us or whether you'd have gone a different way. And if you haven't watched any of the movies that are coming up for next week, you've got a week to <laughs> watch them. And again, give us your comments on them. See what you think should be the winner. Or if we've missed a movie yeah. out that you think, fuck it. I know a movie that's better than all of these movies. I know a movie that's better than all of these movies. Do you want to hear what it's called? It's what not Rain of Fire, though, is it? It's The Lord of the Rings. True. We already got our Rain of Fire in for the day. Sure. So. Yeah. And it's definitely not Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. In any Mate, of these. Um, you haven't seen it. Do you guys have, very quickly, Barking do you guys have any up. two honorable mentions? Yeah. I think, I think I've already meant, done my honorable mentions. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It's not a movie that I think would ever be considered the greatest movie of all time. But if you haven't seen that movie, it is it is the movie that reignited Robert Downey Jr.'s career. And yeah, and oh, and it's it's like it's him, it's Val Kilmer. If you've seen um, Iron Man three, if you've seen um, fucking the good the was it the good guys? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the writer and director of this is Shane Black. He created Lethal Weapon. Um, he did. Uh, he had a hand yes. in Predators I, and Predator. Like, he's had a hand in lots of iconic things, and I think this is one yeah. of my favorite movies he's ever done today. It was a low budget film. It's a modern noir kind of style, but it has such a a dark yeah. comedic edge to it that 
I, I, I probably one of my most watched movies of all time. I love it. It is my comfort movie, but it is such a well crafted film that I think you. Sh- and if anyone out there's not seen it, you should watch it. Yeah. And then right. my second one would be the movie Sunshine, which is the Dan O'Boyle movie where a team of scientists have to kind of get on this spaceship to the sun to reignite it because it is about yeah. to die. And it is it's a very simple premise, and I don't think storytelling wise it is the greatest movie of all time, but it is one that. Yeah is meticulous in its design. The music is phenomenal and it has some very interesting twists and turns that every time I watch it, I kind of fall in love with it again and again. And yeah, it is a movie that I I suggest anyone watch. Those are my honorables. George? I think... uh, uh, I'm I'm only going to base it off films that I have like infinite rewatchability for me yeah i think i may have mentioned it before on the podcast but Shaun of the dead is one for me yes yeah it's just classic british mm. british humor british actors edgar wright simon Pegg, nick frost like all these awesome people like everything about it how it's all just woven together and then oh so fucking good i love Shaun of the dead so much and i guess my second one I don't know. I haven't, I haven't. None of us mentioned a Tarantino film. None of us have. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I might. I was thinking. I've been thinking about it a lot recently, and I really want to watch Django again. Okay. I yeah. really I like Django Unchained a lot. That and the Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight maybe more so. It's just a bit long. <laughs> no, I, I I really enjoyed the Hateful Eight. I, I watched it. Me and my dad went to see it um, when they was doing their roadshow of it. So like they went, yeah. So um, we watched it at the Lesser Square Odeon, and it, it was like the, wow. it was like it opens with a, an overture playing. It had like an intermission mm. in the middle. It was like an extended version yeah. of it. Um, you get this kind of like roadshow booklet for going. Um, yeah, yeah it was a, wow. for me. It was like, it was a great movie, and I enjoyed the movie a lot. But it was also the experience of going that like that. I'll I'll never forget. Me and my dad had a fantastic yeah, day together. That's amazing. Like when I first saw it in the cinema, it was like. I wasn't expecting there to be a, an interval in yeah. the film. I was like, yeah. holy shit, now I can just <laughs> get a drink or something. That's sick. That's so um, sick. And, and I love how it yeah. used that interval to kind of twist the story itself. I, yeah. I don't want to spoil it because it is a long movie and I know a lot of people haven't really watched it. It's definitely worth the watch because the way it uses said interval to kind of change your, change your preconceptions of the actual story and the events that are happening is fantastic. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, El Amos Perez, which I think is one I've spoken about before. It's a Mexican crime drama film where it's three different stories um, within the film, and they're all interwoven. Okay, mm. um, like it starts off about a guy with in dog fighting, and then there's a guy, then there's a woman who's being abused, and then there's a guy, a homeless guy's story. And like they all interconnect to one another. And by the third part, you kind of see how that works. Yeah. And the other one is the skin I live in. No. Oh, yeah. The skin I live in. Antonio the, Banderas um... one. Sorry? Is that the Antonio Banderas one? Yes. Antonio Banderas, the uh, Almodovar film, which is fucking insane. Mm. Uh, it's again, another Spanish language film. I don't know how to describe it without spoiling that movie. Yeah, it's it's a weird it one. It is just Antonio Banderas is fucking insane in that film. 
it's all I can say. Yeah, I, I think it's it's and you kind of kind of rightfully so, but also not. <laughs> I think it's definitely worth a watch for anyone that hasn't seen it. Yeah. But go in trying to know as little as possible because, like always, that really helps. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I I think that's all the time we have this week. <laughs> Almost definitely. Um, <laughs> we we may or may not have overrun. Apologies, Apologies to people on, on Radio Haver who are still listening to us <laughs> when they want to tune in to the next show. <laughs> but uh, who, who kicked I did. Off? So thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, please tune in next week for the second part of this massive, massive tournament. tournament. The Slapduck Best Slap- Film <laughs> Tournament. Best Film Tournament. Uh, jump oh, wow. on our, follow us on social media because we will be uh, adding these to our stories to allow you guys to vote and for us to kind of poll that in and just see whether our thoughts match up with yours or if we're completely off base and it should be a completely different movie. Um, so please, where can they find us on that? Sully on Instagram, it's... They can find us on Instagram at SlapDuckPodcast. Uh, same with Instagram, uh, Twitter and TikTok. Okay. Uh, you can also email us at SlapDuckPodcast at gmail.com or just go to SlapDuck.com and send us a message on our contact form. Nice and easy. Hey. So, Skura. that's us for this the week. Tingo Scrrr. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, all right. Is that the end then? That is, is that us done. Episode? Yeah. And that's the end. All right. Where are, we gonna, where are we going to go? What are we doing? We're all going to go get some Yankees with no brim. Yankee with no brim. No brim. brim. What a great brim, name. no Yankee. You're going to have to explain it to me after we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what what is that no Yankee, no brim thing? Okay, so I mean, the way I found it was the okay, Yankee obviously is America. A, the Yankees are a baseball team, but also they're kind of a hat company. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think they sell hats that like don't have a brim on them. So they're like, like just like a hat. It's like, it's a, like a beanie, I guess. But yeah, it's like the, a beanie. Without the beak yeah. on top. That's weird. All right. Yeah, it's like a beanie, but shaped like a cap. Weird. Um, so people decided instead of spending money and buying a brimless Yankee, you'd just cut off the brim <laughs> of your Yankee. That's really good. <laughs> so the so the meme is it's like Yankee with no brim. Then someone just puts on the brim and then it's no Yankee brim. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's nothing and it's no Yankee, no brim. That's really good. I like that. <laughs> Fucking amazing. It's so stupid. I love it.